0: Hello and welcome to the High Light Language Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Hill, and we are here once again, my friend, to get it clear. And today, I welcome on Washela Sananda, a dear friend of mine. I've actually had personal interactions with her at a retreat, and just this lady is amazing. She is a galactic shaman, so you are in for a treat. And this vibrations are going to be high, and this is going to be a lit conversation. So before we get into our uh, podcast with Washayla, we will do our three stabilizing breaths. These three stabilizing breaths, we're going to take a deep inhale, hold for six seconds, let it out with vibration. And then I want you to try to make those vibrations a little bit different every time. And uh, it's all up to you, but whatever you feel, let it reveal. So we will do our stabilizing breaths here in three, two, one, inhale. Hold. And let it go. Ah. Inhale. Hold. And let it go. Ah. One more. Inhale. Hold. let it go Ah. beautiful beautiful i love it i love the three connecting breaths three stabilizing breaths to energetically connect us so that all the vibrations that come through my throat and washayla's throat serve you for your highest good because we are here once again and this high vibing conversation is with one of the most highest vibing people on the planet. So get ready to experience Washela Sananda. And I'm going to go into a little bit more about her. I'm going to go ahead and read her bio. Washela Sananda is a galactic shaman, embodied ascension trainer, conscious life mender, mentor, activator of spiritual gifts, author, and host of the Alchemy of Ascension Summit and podcast. Her voice is a channel of light frequencies which activate the latent spiritual gifts and soul codes within her soul family Woo! using consciousness technologies such as lucia light alkywan photon light energy technology and quantum sound therapy Washela combines her celestial abilities and shamanic training to design consciousness shifting experiences Washela is out of Wa- sarasota florida And she travels the world speaking and offering workshops, events, and retreats. So again, hailing from Sarasota, Florida, Washela Sananda, welcome to the Highlight Language Podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Jeremy. It's so fun to be in your presence. I appreciate your your energy and your vibrance and your radiance so much. It's always a blessing to be with you. So thanks for having me.
0: Yes, I am so excited. This is going to be an epic conversation just to like, again, share to the world all of the special gifts that you have and that that you're here and serving this earthly realm and helping people explore the galactic realms. Cause that was like one of the first things I ever noticed was like, okay, Washayla Sananda, what a beautiful name. And like, I've even learned a lot about like Sananda and stuff like that, like, and, and now knowing that like you're a galactic shaman, like a lot of people like neglect their galactic presence and that's, Pretty much what we're here to let the people know that they are not alone and that there are Ascension coaches out there like yourself that are here to to just help you embody what you're going through. Because we go through a lot in this earthly plane and in this earthly body. You know, we go through a physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and, you know, financial uh, amplification. So it's like, how do we coalesce all these things and bring them more into our field, control our field, connect with the stars, connect with the earth, and become this beautiful, alchemical, electromagnetic being that we are here on earth. So... Well, Shayla, if you want to like kind of just spread the love, say a little something about yourself and what you do, and then I have a whole bunch of questions for for, uh, you to answer and to shed the wisdom for my listeners.
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, there are a lot of things I could say (laughs) about what (laughs) I do. Dive (laughs) in. Some people might wonder, well, what's the difference between a shaman, like an earth-based shaman? And a galactic shaman. And in many ways, they're similar. I was trained um, by a Lakota medicine woman and in that lineage, uh, who was also very, very galactic, as many of the Earth shaman are naturally so earth earth is a huge part of it but i was um also trained by a walk-in so that walk-in spirit who happened to be my twin flame came into a body that was that was uh that the natal owner of needed a break and um for about three years was able to be with me train me and because he came direct from sort of if you want to say the higher realms uh, he was he was very in tune. It was very easy for him to show me and train me how to connect with my galactic family, how to open portals, how to work with stargates, how to bring those energies and frequencies not only into our bodies, but into our bodies and then anchor them into the planet, which at the time I didn't really understand. That was for now. I mean, this is, we're talking 25 years ago that I, that I was with him. Um, It's really for the ascension process. However, that's an ongoing process. It's not a one-time, you know, momentary thing. It's for me, it's been a lifetime process and it's an ever, never-ending unfoldment of the embodiment of the divine. So what I do in my work is in many various ways, I share that, uh, the embodiment with people, how to open your heart, open your energy field and be able to receive divine light into your body and be able to raise the frequency of your body and your energy field so that you can hold that higher level of light. And that's really what it's all about. And also all of the physical things like you teach, Jeremy, are so important so that we can have a strong physical body along with our strong energetic emotional spiritual bodies and then anchor that into the earth and be grounded in the earth for the ascension so that's it in a nutshell
0: yeah i love it i love when you get like the machine gun version of people's stories and like you know there's a lot of information there and a lot of wisdom too because like a lot of uh you know what i have been going through just in my personal life it's like kind of leading me to these steps of like man, how do you get to work with like a Lakota medicine woman? How do you, how do you take on this role? And I know like, like change your name, take on a, take on a walk-in, allow for, you know, extraterrestrial beings to come into your space and also for your higher self to drop in and you to radiate this new wisdom that came through you as a walk-in. Because, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, my listeners are more spiritually attuned, but, um, You know, maybe they don't know what walk-ins are. So if you could maybe explain like what a walk-in is because, you know, maybe you are experiencing one if you're a listener right now Um, or maybe you're like, you know, needing one to walk in and maybe is there a way to usher them in in uh, a more graceful way. So if you can expand on like what is a what is a walk-in?
1: Ah, what a great question. Yes, I almost wrote a book on this. And then I found a woman who had written the book. Sheila Seppi wrote the book Walk-Ins, which is exactly what I was going to write. And so I didn't have to. And I love her. So <laughs> so <laughs> I love sharing about this, though. It's a very interesting thing. And for some people, they think it's like really far out there, but it's really not because it happens more often than most people are aware of. So there are many different types of walk-ins. And when I say walk-in, what I mean is the the idea, the general term, walk-in, what people think of is the natal, and the natal owner of a body is, that is the person that was born in the body, the person the body originally belongs to in this lifetime. So sometimes the natal walks out. This is like... um, Well, it can happen a lot of different ways can happen from a very traumatic experience that they just don't want to come back from. It can happen from a drug overdose, suicide, a car accident, you name it. Many, many different ways. A full soul walk-in exchange can happen. That's when a a different spirit comes in and takes over the body. Now, that happens, but that's somewhat rare. More common than that is a braid. So a walk-in braid is when a walk-in spirit braids in with the natal. So they're there, their presence is there. However, they haven't taken the body, they haven't taken over. And this has to be a an agreement between the two, unless there's some sort of malevolent attachment, which is a whole other thing. But when it's done in the light, this is a, a an agreement. Maybe that soul's asked for help. Maybe they want uh, more information, what, for whatever reason, um, and maybe they really need help through a traumatic time. So that's a braid. And then there is also a temporary walk-in, which is when it's basically the, the natal sort of goes away for a very short time, which can be anywhere from moments to weeks to years. Mine was three years, the one that I uh, interacted with, who was in another body, by the way, it wasn't me. It was the he he was a shaman um, the, and he took a body like he came into the body of a man came and found me and then we traveled together just to clarify that. Wow. And then <laughs> and then finally there's the kind of walk in it's not actually a walk in experience but people can kind of conceptualize it this way. This is what I've experienced. This is where you open up. It might be from a Kundalini experience. It might be from an extreme uh spiritual awakening experience or any other number of things, a deep desire, but where you open up your energy centers and allow a part of yourself to integrate. It's also known as integrating the monad. So a higher part of your own soul, your own spirit comes in to the body with you in order to help you progress on your path. Usually this happens after deep, deep, deep soul searching or after um, a- an extreme awakening experience. However, sometimes it happens sort of rapidly and unexpectedly. And those are the types that can be a little, um, cha- oh, way more challenging actually. Right.
0: I get that. Yeah. And I, I love how you um, expanded in more like the braidedness. Cause like, I feel like that immediately went into my heart and it was like, yes, that's what you're experiencing. And that's what I have been going through myself of like having some serious, uh, wisdomatic people and whatever, you know, like I say people just cause that's what we know, but like essences and spirits or whatever you want to call it come into my being. And I feel like that's what happens when I'm recording my podcast or I'm instructing a, a session with someone it's like something divine walks in and is just making me spew out all the right words and the consciousness flows. So I love how you talked about it, like braiding in and then it actually manifesting in human form and them finding you like out of the 8 billion people on earth, right? Like that one person found you and then actually helped you within your journey. So really, really amazing how like you can you know, put yourself into a space, and I like how you said, like, open the energy channels, because this is what I'm about in my teachings too. Is like coalescing and aligning the chakras, smoothing the biofield, and allowing for the divine to talk to you, the earth to talk to you, and you to be that social conduit from this like beautiful throat chakra that we have, and spread the love to everyone. So that's just amazing. So I'm I'm like wondering too, like, was that the time where you like. Well, here's this. There's like, were you ever just a, like an earth shaman? And then you like turned to a galactic shaman. So like, did you ever have like a transition phase like that? Or was it from that walk in? And was it the, the man who oh. came in that kind of was like, all right, well now I'm not, not just like a shaman. I'm a galactic shaman.
1: Uh, Good question. And also, before I answer that, um, I also want to say there's channeling as well. So, um, you know, a temporary walk-in can be similar to channeling, but being a divine light channel, that's like, that is really what you just described, allowing the divine to come in and inform you. So there's a little bit of difference, but it's it's not that important for this conversation. So about the shamanism... um, I was deeply on my spiritual path when this walk-in, uh, who was my twin flame came and found me. However, I didn't identify clearly yet as a shaman I was I was absolutely tapping into my divine light. I was tapping into that connection. I had been a contactee. Uh, By ultra dimensional and ET since early childhood. So I'd had a number of those types of experiences. I was clear, I I am clairvoyant from, you know, I never lost that ability. So I was seeing uh, beings, I was seeing uh, ultra dimensional beings as well as physical beings in my space often. And so I was on the path of shamanism. However, at that time um I hadn't had the level of training yet to really be able to say, you know, I'm a shaman now. I was I was sort of like a shaman in training. Uh, I had I was very fascinated by all of but the medicine path and and all of those things. They and and interestingly I don't usually talk about this, but it was a huge part of my expansion experience. I had about uh oh gosh, years. Probably about six years of my life where the mushroom medicine would find me, find me. Like I didn't go seeking it. I literally had a man, uh, when I lived in Ashland, Oregon, a man came to my house with a grocery sack, a paper grocery sack, like you would get at Whole Foods, full of magic mushrooms and handed it to me and said, This is for you. I just shut down my operation. I'm leaving town. I mean, I knew him, but that was shocking, right I wasn't expecting that I had they it's like they followed me and this is when for me I know that it's my time to do a plant medicine or some sort of expansive medicine when it comes and finds me. I don't go seeking it it finds me. And you know, I rarely do that type of thing anymore. However, that was a, a big part of my training to understand how the universe works. The plant medicines, and I don't mean that you have to ingest a drug to do a plant medicine or, or anything like that. You can actually just commune. I got an amazing message from my mango tree about timeline shifting, uh, which I just released a video about uh, this week. And, you know, just There are so many things that the plant kingdom can teach us. So I was already in that world. I was communicating with animals and plants. I was communicating with the divine expression in all of its different forms and many different beings and faces. And uh, then when my twin flame walked in and got a body and came and found me, we traveled. It was his mentor, was a Lakota medicine woman. We went and found her, uh, stayed with her for a while. And that can, that training continued for three years. Wow,
0: that's amazing. So I, lo- I love it. I love just like the story and, you know, how the plant medicine did find you and like Cause I have similar stories of that and I've dabbled myself and, you know, I did have a, an experience myself of where I did like a hero's journey, which is like four grams. And I looked at uh, myself in the mirror and said, you are an earth angel. And I, I truly, you know, embody that myself and, you know, give that essence every time I speak to somebody, like, I know that this is like whenever you're talking it's the divine talking to me and whenever you're listening the the divine is talking to you and that's what gets me back to like the whole like we are earth angels and you can only talk to yourself in a sense like whether you're listening or you're talking you're if even if you're talking you're the only one who can do the listening so what are you speaking into this reality and allowing like the the people like that guy who's like here's a baggie of mushrooms and like let's see where it takes you and like you 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 heeded the call and now you were able to expand your plethora of your your uh, galactic wisdom, your earth body, everything connecting in, on all different facets. So that's just amazing. I love how that uh, you know really brought you a deeper connection because that's a big craze these days. Is like microdosing mushrooms and like maybe even going on like more macro dose uh, journeys and opening your mind and connecting deeper with the earth. Um, Because I, I really truly believe that like when you connect deeper with the earth and you're really grounded in your body, then that allows the divine etheric wisdom to drop through the crown and land into your heart for all of your divine answers to life, to whatever you're going through, because we're always going through something. But it's like, how do you respond and how do you not react? You know so there's a lot of different uh ways that you can go about it and that's actually like something I wanted to talk to you about too is a little bit more about like the, the plant medicine stuff because I know that's a part of like being a shaman is like maybe doing some ayahuasca and like getting into a sacred space and I mean like we didn't do any ayahuasca or anything like that in Florida but we did like a cacao ceremony and like amazing it was amazing everybody such a heart opener experience and with, with washela and like Heidi and Thaddeus, like conducting all this like great energy coalescence it was it it was amazing, and then I want to expand from like the plant medicines into like your breath work because your breath work had me in tears. It had beings in my space. It had beings giving me objects, like amazing opener of these lower chakras and then like guiding the the, the snake up into the higher chakras. Like it was an amazing experience. So I know that you're a breathwork teacher. So if you want to explain a little bit about your breathwork, because that was some amazing stuff. And I still, I've practiced it a few times because I do remember like, Uh, the, The three part breath and I've just like set a timer on and did some like root locks like Heidi calls them like and again just very expansive and very quick and like talk about you know 20 30 minutes into it man you are getting some serious feels and some, some beings to come into your space. So it's pretty amazing how we can, uh, you know, act as that radio conduit and then finally tune the, the tuning signals and get that information. So do you want to expand a little bit about your breath work? Like that would be amazing.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. So, and just so people know, you're referencing the pyramids retreat retreat that, um, it was, I I was there with Primal Hacker Th- Heidi and Thaddeus. Tomorrow she goes away. Yes. But um and that's you know we've all you were there and it was just you were such a wonderful contribution as a practitioner as you know you were just so uh, helpful and available. We loved having you as part of that as well. And um and maybe we can put a link in for anybody that oh, wants yeah. to wants to know more about that. We're doing that again in April. So uh, yes, the breathwork is so galactic and yeah. multidimensional. My lights
0: just flashed when you said that.
1: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you yes. You know, if you think of what breath is, breath is life. When our body's breathing, we're alive. Before we start breathing and after we finish breathing, our body no longer has life. And we expand with the breath. The breath is the ether. The breath is... The it is our interaction with the divine. And when we become conscious of it, it is a portal to open dimensions, to open stargates into other aspects of our being. And so I did not set out to be a breathwork practitioner or design my own style of breathwork. However, I was a participant in many different styles of breathwork over the last decades, because I've been doing this work since my um, teens. And so I had experienced a lot of different breath work. I'm wonderful, like masterful at holding my breath. Like, you know, I, I just, I, I enjoyed it. I also didn't enjoy it on a level. Breath work for me can be like, love it and hate it simultaneously. <laughs> sometimes if you I know what you. I mean. I feel you. Yep, yep. So so as I was in somebody's breathwork class one day, my guidance, like I said, I'm clairvoyant, so I see things in pictures quite often, but my guidance came in and just started showing me as I'm doing this breathwork, if you do this, followed by this, followed by this, followed by this, you're going to have this extremely powerful ascension breathwork and all you need to do is put it together. And I'm like, whoa. And so I thought at the time, I'm like, oh, I must need to talk to this practitioner and tell her to do it because, you know, let's do this together. Here's what the guidance told me. And she didn't want anything to do with it. She's like, nope, I got my style. You you do you. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess this is for me to figure out. And I wasn't trained, you know, like in, I mean, I trained in a lot of breath works, but I wasn't trained to be a practitioner of it. So I didn't know the sciencey stuff. I didn't feel like I knew how to share about it. And I decided, okay, I will do this as long as i don't have to be the person that knows the science because i it's not my path right? Right, right so i just sat down with guidance this is you know when i was back home sat down with guidance and said okay show me what do we do and and i just sat there and i did it and i mapped it out and i wrote it down and i recorded it and you know, lo and behold, I have ascension breath work. And they told me when people do this, this I really thought it was for then. I'm like, oh, this is for my clients that are in embodied ascension. So for a while, I only made it available to the people that were in taking my embodied ascension course. And then um I started a membership. And Heidi and Thaddeus were in that membership, and they're like, Well, you know, And Heidi wanted to integrate that into her practice. And then um, she's like, can I, will you record some for me? Or can I, how do I get the recordings? And then more people started asking, can I be a practitioner of this? The more they experienced it. So I'm like, okay, got it. Now I Now I have a practitioner training on my website. It's, you know, it's not difficult. It's you just go through, you learn the breaths and then you practice sharing it and helping people go through the breaths. It does expand people like nothing else. And uh, again, on the um, topic of plant medicine, I almost never do plant medicine anymore. I'm not going to say never, like as an ingesting of something, a drug, or I mean, of course I, I'll drink cacao or kava or things like that, but I, um, I very, very, very rarely, uh, ingest any plant medicines that are psychoactive because I just don't need them. And I'm so very sensitive. We can all get there anyway. And so what the breathwork does is it actually causes a release of endogenous DMT. And that is released by the pineal gland, um, at least this is this is what we believe, right? right? It can't be proven because you know, when when we if we were to cut open the brain, it dissipates in minutes. So this is the other cool thing about breath work. You can do a breath work journey um and then and have a like a, a DMT-like experience that's totally endogenous, created from within yourself, and it can dissipate, you know, in a few minutes. By the end of the class, you're good to drive home. Um, You know, and 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 sometimes, you know, people do this at home and they stay in that space, especially my clients where I am training them to take that space and really let it unfold and be in the bliss and be in the expansion of it. It's amazing what can happen. Just the layers upon layers upon layers of old baggage of accumulated drama of stress of stuff just kind of falls away releases to the divine sometimes people have memories of it sometimes they they're just like oh my gosh i feel so much freer so much lighter and other times like you jeremy you had a full-on i think portal experience in class where you were contacting your guides were contacting you and communicating Yeah. yeah
0: and i i that's what's just so magical about it is that you know a lot of people will lean more towards like the psychoactive stuff but i'm kind of more on this like purist journey myself too because i've i've messed with psychoactive drugs like marijuana and the psilocybin like nothing beyond that but knowing now that like it's temporary and when you go through the breath work, which again, Washayla has constructed this and conducted this in such a beautiful fashion. Like there's music that goes to it. So it helps you keep a rhythm and she creates the space, the, the tones, the vibration. It's just very, very, very serene and, uh, available for you to unlock some of maybe the emotional traumas. Because like I said, like I was happy, I was elated. I had some tears rolling down my face. I had being show up and like with no plant medicine and like during the pyramids retreat, we do juice fasting. So like we are just filled with high vibe vibrational biophotons of light, just drinking juice and some cacao and some kava and stuff like that. Like doing a little bit of, uh, this like alchemy work. Cause I truly believe that the, the breath is the molecular cohesion of spirit into form into your earth vessel. And that that's why Washela touched on that. Like without the breath, there is no life. And you know, can't, can't, you can, I don't know how long you can hold your breath, but like since practicing breath work now for years, like I can hold my breath for so long. And when it's wild, because like when you hold your breath, like a lot of information comes through. It's like your brain is, is firing up and getting all these signals. So it's a very magical experience. And again, with the way that Washela has allowed the divine to come through her and, you know, orchestrate it into a, you know, a fashion that's easier for, you know, even if you're brand new to breath work, you've never done it ever. Like you can get through it and you can do it. And you also can like, you know, manipulate it into your own little, where you're at with your breath work too. Because it's like, it is a, it is rapid. And it's, it's some, it's some serious, the serious integration work that you're doing. And it's, uh, I'll never even forget, like when I was doing it and then we like, we would sit up and we're doing the squeezes and like my hands, like, I was just like feeling my hands like, you know, like the asleep feeling that you get like in your foot or something like that, like your, your foot falls asleep, like that kind of feeling comes in and it's like you're almost directing the blood flow into the higher chakras and into the pineal and then it like expands and you get this DMT release. And that's when, you know, you have the visions, you have the, you know, the ability to allow more energy to flow into your vessel. So just an amazing thing. And that's why I wanted to like, let the listeners know that they, there is this breath work out there created by Washe Sananda that is absolutely out of this world, but it also really does embody you into this world a lot too. So such an amazing amazing uh recipe that you've created for us so i' I'm, I'm I'm just really excited that my listeners now know that like if you want to get into breath work and you're not like all into like ayahuasca and psilocybin mushrooms or anything like that like there's other ways to start to unlock these uh these boundaries that have been set within you and and you know allow for for beings to come in or just divine consciousness to flow so such an amazing thing so um something that like is just like a question out of the ethers is i'm wondering if you use any like elixirs like i know you've probably heard of ormus um like blue lotus flower stuff or like shilajit like i don't know if you use that stuff but i'm like a big proponent on that stuff i actually make my own ormus now and um yeah i really love it and i use shilajit every once in a while um but i didn't know if you like like i don't know i'm talking to a galactic shaman i'm like do you use shilajit do you use ormus and uh you know like some blue lotus flower extracts or anything like that like what goes into the uh, galactic shaman uh vessel
1: oh i love that question and you know it's there's a a, sort of like a cycle, I guess, for everything. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you said Ormus. I actually just got some like a couple months ago. I've been using it daily Mm -hmm. and I'm loving that. There's a a company called Ascended Health where I get, for people that don't make their own, um, they have some wonderful products uh, that are just really high quality, high frequency that I love. So um, Mm -hmm. I did get some from them and i don't even know what the sheep is i i, I
0: yeah sheep not... is like uh it's from like it's mountain resin so they like it's literally like a resin that comes out of the side of a mountain and it's usually like from the himalayan mountains and it's like uh a, a black like smoky uh kind of uh taste to it but it's it comes in powder form you can get it in like resin form where it's like literally like goop and you like kind of um you can uh, diffuse it in some hot water, make it into, like, a tea. But I have it in powder form, and I, I love it. It's just, again, you're getting the technologies from the Earth. And imagine, it's the resin from a mountain. Mountains are very powerful energy portals for Earth. And, um, yeah, the Shilajit, it's spelled, I, I believe I'm going to get this right, S-H-I-L-A-J-I-T, Shilajit. Yeah. So it's a it's a cool thing. And, like, definitely look into it, Washayla, because it's another, like, it's like ormus. It's like kind of got these super deep trace minerals and it's a very big time, like third eye opener, heart expander. So definitely something to look into and uh, it's all, Ooh, up, it's all yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: so, yeah. And, and along those lines, thank you for sharing about that. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Again, I, with the tinctures, with the plant medicines and these are all well, and crystal medicines and mineral right. medicines. That's cool. um, <laughs> I, there? I let them find me. So with the Ormus, it's really interesting. The way I ended up having that is that... It was knocking on my door, more or less. It um, it started coming up in conversations. I turn on a podcast, someone's talking about it. If I hear something three times kind of back to back, then I'm like, oh, that's looking for me. And then I got on Ascended Health to get something called Aura Live, which is a wonderful toothpaste replacement that it just like, it has like living uh, positive bacteria in it. It's so much better than like that pasty stuff with fluoride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and- uh, um, and so I got on there to get Aura Live and I and I saw Ormus. I'm like, look at that. They and this is a company that I adore, that I absolutely trust. So I'm like, look at that, they have it. So I went ahead and got it. Um, The same is true. I use essential oils. I've used them since, oh my gosh, since I think I was 20 years old. Um, I actually got into Young Living at, I think I was 22 or something like that. I I didn't stick with it. If I had stayed with it, I would have been like one of the first people. It was in the 90s. Um, Yeah, you know, but... Uh hindsight is 2020, right? Yeah. But I love essential oils. Um blue lotus is amazing. I love um the plant medicines in all their different forms. And one of the things that I've been working with so much lately is actual planting plants and what it is, it's being a midwife for plants. Um, I mentioned I have this mango tree. If anybody watches my videos, they hear an awful lot about it this time of year because it's (laughs) a part of my daily life. And um, I started planting the mango seeds. So there's this process of learning how you actually rip open the husk and there's the seed inside. It looks like a little embryo. It's the cutest thing. And then you incubate that for, for two weeks, and then it starts to grow roots, and a little baby sapling starts to appear, and then I plant those, and so I started because of this spending so much time with mango medicine. um, And I don't even mean eating them. I don't eat that many mangoes. I mostly give them to my son and, um, and other people, but I love the energy of the mango tree. If you think about it, and it's this huge, beautiful mother tree that I have in my front yard. It's, it's so big and it's like, it's root system must be gigantic. It's deeply, deeply rooted into the earth. It's, its leaves are, are way up in the sky. It's so high and it is so loaded with fruit. It's fruitful and it feeds everything, all of the local animals. I've seen possums and squirrels and raccoons and birds and you name it, they are in my yard day and night eating from this beautiful mango medicine. And it's so abundant and so generous. It doesn't ask for anything in return, maybe a little bit of water during dry season. I mean, it's just the, to me, it's the ultimate giver of life. And it represents the divine. And so it started downloading me. It taught me how to change timelines the other day. (laughs) It's just now that I'm a midwife for these um, baby mango trees. And you know what I do? This is kind of fun. I feel like, you know, I I have a lanai where it's enclosed and then it's on the opposite side of the house from from the mother tree. So I take the babies to visit their mom (laughs) periodically (laughs) in their little pots because I want her to see, like, look. Look what we did here, look what you created, right. and this isn't your baby, and can't be out there because the little animals would eat it. But anyway, it's, it's, I get to be a midwife for mango, mango trees, which is the mango tree medicine now working through me and interacting with me in a way that I communicate with it. It informs me, it downloads me, it shares its medicine with me. And it's a beautiful experience to get to know a tree that well. I know everything about, I know the husks, I know the seeds, I know their germination cycle, I know what the roots look like, I know what the sprouts and the saplings look like and what they need. You know, it's just a very special interaction with a one being on this planet that is so full of information and that can be done in so many different ways different ways and styles. So I encourage anyone listening, you don't have to go smoke, you know, anything or take any kind of psychedelic substance to have these types of experiences just go work with a plant <laughs> right.
0: and that's what's cool is like you're like inserting your consciousness and like you said the tree is very beautiful it's like what you can see is beautiful and like as above so below so it's like what you see is that is beautiful above like that intelligence below and in the root systems like reaching down further into the core of the earth like gathering up all that wisdom and then providing the fruits and it's like one of the most highest vibrational fruits on the planet that is loved by everybody i don't know how you don't eat it every second of the day it's like one of my favorites and in every smoothie i have i love my mangoes so i get it and like such an amazing thing how like plants like grow into the void right you saw the seed you peeled the husk you do it like see this little embryo and then it sprouts and then it starts to grow into the void just like us like where all things are created in the void so it's so amazing that like you are uh such an enlightened being and now taking care like i like how you said midwifing the the mango and like being that mother right and that mother aspect about you is is something that like drew me in too of like I feel like I'm being really cared for here on my on my earthly essence and my galactic essence. And I felt very safe when I was with Washayla and just even all the interactions and like check out her YouTube and like her Instagram and stuff like that. She always has a lot of content on there. And again, whenever I'm listening, I'm just like, I wish there was like five thumbs up you could give because like that's how potent the information is and how direct and uh you can even feel like the divine flow through her and give us all of this beautiful vibrational consciousness to us so like and it's not like you need to go out and like she said do all these crazy things it's like just by growing a mango tree she's learning more about her essence in her life so what a magical experience that you're putting yourself through and that you can like share to my listeners about like yeah, grow a seed to plant and watch how like you were a seed to plant and now you can get that same wisdom that's coming off of uh, you know whatever plant you choose to grow so that's amazing that's amazing and you know one thing that those plants need is a lot of light and I know that you work with a lot of light technologies and I wanted you to expand a little bit about the Lucia light system because that was another thing I got to experience in Florida and just amazing like again I uh, I work with the Primal Hacker people a little bit now, and they're all about like light exposure and like how to block some of the negative lights and you know really enhance some of the some of the light frequencies. And you know something I don't want to forget about to touch on is like sun gazing too. But um, but the Lucia Light system. If you want to explain a little bit about that, like it was such an amazing again like meditational expansion experience. So going into a little bit about the Lucia Light, because that was magical. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a sun gazer as well. Anybody who follows me knows that I absolutely love the sun and I receive light codes from the sun, which I, to me, my experience of the sun is that it is, um, our solar system sun is connected to the central sun, which is the source for our universe of information and light codes. And we can receive those light codes directly from the sun by tuning in. You don't even have to have your eyes open. You can close your eyes and. see them through your third eye your heart your crown your whole body (laughs) so i I can't say enough about that like the sun is just amazing (laughs) um and so for the lucia light it's actually called lucia number three and it is a light that people lie under with your eyes closed and it is just these um, led lights as well as a halogen light that flash on and off in different frequencies And then also like the halogen will turn on and off. So brighter and dimmer and then different frequencies, no colored bulbs, no pattern overlays. However, people experience these extremely intense um, almost like psychedelic experiences right. under the Lucia light. And, you know, what What you got was sort of a, a mini version. Sometimes people come for an hour or two hours for wow. sessions. Damn. I have a shamanic session that's two hours long and it's really deep and people just really, really go in, but oh, you don't need that long. But what it does is it, um, it, It actually, again, here we go with the endogenous DMT, what we think happens, it goes through the closed eyelids, through the optic nerve, bounces around in the pineal gland. The pineal gland has little crystals, little teeny tiny piezoelectric crystals where that light bounces around and then... We think there's a release of endogenous DMT. Not every time someone does it. But again, that's like giving this psychedelic experience. So whether or not it's DMT, people experience very psychedelic things, patterns, colors. People experience colors they've never seen before. And then sometimes, just like in a DMT experience, there's a breakthrough experience, which is a full-on interdimensional experience of journeying. And that has happened to me multiple times to happened to many of my clients. I actually popped out, I don't know if you want to call it popped out, but into a reality of, um, a, a whole other, a whole other realm where I was a different type of being. I wasn't human. And I was with a group of other people that were, were like me, but not human. And we were these, um, they, these beings that were like blue, uh, I guess we had kind of blue skin. We were much lighter, uh, and, and our, our atmosphere was less dense or it held us like we could fly. And we, there were eight in a group. There was eight in a, like a pod and we'd have our heads together. We put our heads together and then we could manifest anything. We just had to create it as a group. Even if we wanted a child, we could manifest a child that way. It was really interesting. We absorbed nutrients through our skin You know, I got to see all of how we operated and it was really cool. Um, for sharing that. (laughs) So things like that can happen. I mean, I don't know how often other people have an experience like that, but they do have journeying experiences. Um, people have released traumatic experiences and grief. I had one man who, um, just got up, teared up crying after a session. And he said his mother who was, who had recently passed came to him and she said, you have this pain in your heart That's you're grieving me. I'm going to take that from you. And she just took away. He said it was like a vacuum cleaner. And she vacuumed the grief out of him. And he also had a, a shoulder pain, some uh, pain in his shoulder. And she took that away as well. He got up. He's like, this is the first time I'm pain free in a long time. And he felt so good and light. And that grief had lifted. That happens oftentimes when people come and they're experiencing grief or trauma, or have had a traumatic experience that they're, you know, maybe it's a loss of a loved one or something's happened in their life. They find relief from it. It also, we believe releases serotonin. So if people who have seasonal depression or, you know, lack of serotonin because of lack of light during uh, the darker months, they get can oftentimes get a great benefit. If they have seasonal depression. I had a woman, I took it to Iowa. That's my, where I'm from my home state uh, a few years back. And I had a woman come in who suffered from severe seasonal depression, um, and she came in one time, and she said three months later she reached out. She's like, "I was in a depression when I came in. I came out of it while I was under that light, and I am still out of it, and I haven't had it since." So wow. I didn't check in with her again after that, but I don't know how long it lasted. But that was three months from one session, so pretty powerful.
0: Yeah, that's really cool because I'm like into the rapid healing stuff too, like it's a very new kind of thing maybe nobody's ever heard of like light technologies and coming out of depression so quickly but these rapid healing methods like that's what i'm about and that's what really drew me to like invite you on my podcast because you have a lot of powerful things that you bring to this earth and like the lucia light is one thing the breath work is another and like yeah. And like, even just like the ceremonies that you, uh, that I got to experience in Florida, like they were next level and very transformative. And I think that it's because, you know, we created the space, we created this like container of love. And as we, you know, did these things and then it like expanded extra, like extra. So, um, something that I'm wondering just as like a consciousness question is like, have you ever dabbled with like the Lucia light and breathwork combined?
1: Yes, 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 yeah. I I can imagine
0: that being very, very transcendental. (laughs) It is
1: powerful. And I've had other people do different forms of breath work in it as well. It can be, I mean, it's extremely powerful. It can be like... So much, you know, that it sometimes can be too much like what very sensitive people one or the other is a lot together. It's like, whoa, Um, I have done it myself. I've done my own style of breath work under the light and found it very powerful. However, I prefer to do one, like I kind of prefer to do them separately right. just because then I can fully focus on the breath. There's a lot of distraction with right. the light. If you're trying to do anything else, because you're, there's so much going on visually, even though your eyes are closed, there's so much visual experience going on that to also focus on the breath for me, it was like, um, a divergent attention issue or like, do I pay attention to the breath? Or do I pay attention to the light? You know, it's right. kind of like the
0: world. I, I, I get you because that's what happened to me when I went through my experience. If I can recall, it's like I saw the shapes, I saw the patterns and then felt like myself going through portals and like seeing yeah. beings and seeing like family and stuff like that. So really, really cool that you can, uh, you know, set up that space and open up portals like that for people to experience. And again, being willing to receive is a part of it. But um, when you set up the space and you're, you're with a shaman, you know, you feel like the love is uh, the the conduit and that glue that like allows us to like hold it together as we go through these experiences. So just an amazing thing. So, as we're kind of like hitting into the, uh, the end of our share here, I wanted you to kind of explain about your body embodied ascension process because I know that's what you do for this for a lot of people and like it's beyond the breath work and the Lucy Light and it's like this embodied ascension training. So if you want to expand on that and like kind of unpack a little bit about what you provide within that embodied ascension training, that would be amazing for my listeners
1: absolutely so this is my life's work really my signature course the one that i just like my heart is so full that i get to have people and and take them through this experience so i like i said i i've been on this path for 30 years um i have made a lot of mistakes I've hit a lot of blocks along the way. I've powered through a lot of things. I have learned a lot, right? It wasn't this, I'm not like an overnight Ascension teacher that that just just one day, you know, got, got spiritually, you know, woke up and then decided to teach this class. This is a, an accumulation of all of the lessons that I've learned over 30 years that I've condensed into a six-month course. So it takes you from, in the beginning, getting committed because when you When you take how many people, I mean, like, I guess if if everybody could raise their hand, there'd be a lot of them have ever purchased a course or signed up for something. And you, maybe you start the first day or two and then you, and then you're just like on to the next, you know, you don't commit. If you don't commit, you're going to walk away, especially during the hard parts. So we start with commitment and then we get into like excavating. I call it excavating the dark seed of the heart because we all have this, this program within us that i believe traces all the way back to original separation from source so it's some type of abandonment rejection not being accepted not being loved you know some some version of that almost every human that i've met has that somewhere within them and if it's not healed it will create sprouts. And then those sprouts will keep causing uh, distractions and distortions in our field, in our way of living, and in our ability to perceive the world in a a really positive, beautiful way. So we want to first start to pull the sprouts and then we're excavating, we're getting down to the dark seed. We find that dark seed, we heal it, we shed light on it, we love it in non-judgment because it's there for a reason. And we work on healing throughout the course. And then as that starts to come to light, we see that ability to uh, shift, shed layers of, of baggage, of blockages, open up and the whole course is an expansion from you know we're starting at one level and we're moving through these levels of release these levels of letting go of surrender and then simultaneously with each surrender we're upgrading our frequency and so the idea is by the end of the course we've shed the layers we've excavated the dark seed we've embodied divine light we've made contact with our galactic origin our galactic family with the divine. If you want to channel, if you want to be clairvoyant, whatever that is for you, you get to open up through this course and you actually set your intention at the beginning of the course. And by the end of the course, that intention is intended to be realized. And so everything that we do is with the the opening, the unfolding, the raising of your frequency to lead to the life that you desire. And what happens is there's a perception change, a shift in perception. Really, the outside world always reflects the inside world. So as you're changing the inside world, the outside starts to look differently. And our perception of life changes and upgrades along the way to what's so fun is by the end of the six months, I have several students that uh, I just had a class with a few days ago, and they're all just like radiant beaming, like, oh my gosh, things! this is what's changed. And, you know, just reflecting back to where they were at the beginning and where they are now and what a massive shift it is. And the wild things, it's not even difficult. All of these things are they're, they're natural things to do. It's not hard. It just takes tenacity. Like You've got to stick to it, keep doing the processes and do the work. And I have created a pathway to get there. So I, I absolutely love sharing it. Like I said, it's my, my signature course and it is my whole heart. There are also five divine light technologies that you are um, activated into throughout the process. One is the infinitely faceted diamond light of the heart, which is a Stargate portal that you can learn to travel inward into. And the heart is a hologram of the whole. It contains the entire universe in it. So when we're traveling inward, we're never missing anything. It's all there within us all the time
0: my heart's pumping right now just hearing that that's amazing so just knowing that that kind of uh you know course is out there and like to help us you know if you feel like you're uh you know one of my listeners and you're kind of off course like there are people who can finally tune you and get you more on that golden path and stay uh you know one foot in front of the other and you know enjoy the ride too because this is it you know everyone we we chose this time we chose this body and you know knowing that ascension is uh, a forever happening thing like there are guides out there that can assist you and give you these steps and like just hearing you say about the heart like imagine experiencing your heart on that deepest level like that like Such an amazing thing, Washayla. We're so blessed to have you on this earth plane and and give us all this wisdom and, and, you know, create the courses and the breath work and the light systems and and just integrate all the technologies and, you know, never forgetting that this body is the the greatest technology ever. And uh, it's so, so powerful. And, uh, yeah, now that as uh, we kind of, like, end the show, like, I want you to just, like, if you have any, like, last words for my listeners, like, just let us know, like, how we can more – Tune in and shine and glow.
1: (laughs) Ah, I love it. Um, First, I just want to say, Jeremy, you're such a radiant being. And thank you so much for all you do and all you share. I absolutely love your energy. I love being with you and spending time with you. And so I'm just so grateful for your presence. And for everyone else um, watching, listening, I, I want to say... This, everything that I shared today, it's, I'm not special. I'm not special in that I'm not different from you. It's all within you. If it's in within me, it's within you. What the the good fortune that I had was, sort of being awake from a very young age and not shutting that down, but it's all there within you. You don't need any outside technologies. We have nature, we have the sun, we have plants, we have the earth, and we have the stars all around us all the time. And most importantly, while we're here, we have these bodies. So this is, the body itself is this divine light technology that is your your ascension vessel, your temple, and the heart contains the universe within it. So all it takes is a willingness to go within, to access consciousness, and just ask. Ask yourself, ask the divine. It's all available to you, and you are the portal, the stargate, the experience of divine light that you're looking for is so beautiful
0: that is so awesome well um what i'll do is i will uh leave links in the show notes to all of washayla's um outlets for her wisdom and everything so this was just amazing washayla thank you so much and maybe as a suggestion from me is like sit there and be with yourself and allow all this information to you know embody into your body a little bit further and breathe into it a little bit because this was divine you shared a lot of wisdom with us and i'm sure a lot of my listeners are going to reach out and you know kind of dig at you a little bit more because you have so much you have you bring you bring so much light into this world and the world's a better place because there's people out there like you who are willing to help and also willing to receive. Because healing is a two-way street, everyone. And as we, you know, go into these more uh like chaotic times and like we're going into like the next level of ascension and, and as, as a planet and as a as a body of yourself, you know, guidance is what we are, you know, here for. Like myself to others and Washela to others. We're here to help you feel what it feels like to feel good and also feel loved and, um, you know, be that companion for you as you go throughout your journey. So this was amazing and, uh, Washela, I'm so honored to have you here. And, um, just to finish, I want to do a little light language transmission for expansion of yourself and, um, you know, your, your business and everything like that. So if you're ready, I am, I'm always ready. So, Shia tianga pianga siya la pua tiye koloko siya pakalakiya siya tikwa tiyesi sindia Sindiya kolokolo siya kalakianda ziya tiya pakaloko teye koto soto ko. Hidiya siya piye tokolo fiata handi Hidi hu shianga koko lea siata ta piyamba holo satiata shiata kia papa noashitaambi toto hu heshi teanga huti shewu handi la ahya si andiashi ko piamba kiashi ti and every day we get to say namaste. 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 That was beautiful. I love you so much. And until the next time, everybody shine in shine on. I love you so much. See you on the next share.